70% of Gen Z says that they would be more loyal to a store that helps them contribute to environmental and social issues through purchases. So I think really making sure that your brand stands for something. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Retail Remix. I recently had the chance to sit down with Ken Winko, who's the VP of Marketing at Barnes & Noble College. And although he has a very specific business model, I think a lot of the things we talked about can be applied to all brands and retailers. We talk about everything from the elusive Gen Z to the evolving role of the store and why marketing isn't just marketing. It's really experience orchestration. Needless to say, it's a very fascinating conversation and Ken shares a lot of food for thought, I think, that will empower everyone listening to take a step back, take a look at their practices, and who knows, even change the way that they look at Gen Z itself. Ken, as a self-proclaimed book nerd, really thrilled to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you, Alicia. Happy to be here. So uh, to start off our conversation, I always like to ask our guests to explain their roles in their own words, because, you know, titles are one thing, but I think we all can agree in this new era of retail and customer experience that roles only tell so much of the story. So to kick things off, we'd love for you to share a little bit about you and the work you do for Barnes & Noble College. Okay, so I lead marketing for Barnes & Noble College across our entire national footprint, and it really transcends all of the channel touch points. So everything from in-store, whether it's events and signage, to digital channels like our mobile app, e-commerce platform, you know, and beyond that. So, you know, it could be digital advertising or what have you. So I think, you know, one of the critical things about being a marketer, particularly right now, is to be able to create compelling, consistent interactions across all of those touch points. We all know that a large majority of consumers are going on a, a multi-channel journey when they make purchases. So, you know, over 75% do so. And so I would say if I use a non-traditional title, it really, a word that comes to mind is orchestrator. It's really making sure that we're working very closely with our merchants Uh, working closely with our store teams, um, with operations, other internal departments, as well as with our end clients. Uh, You know, we serve over 1,500 institutions across the country. And ultimately, it's us, Barnes & Noble College, partnering with our schools to really deliver best-in-class experiences for their communities. So whether that's students, parents, alumni, or fans. And I want to dig into that a little bit because it's a pretty fascinating business model because, as you indicated, you're not just selling to customers, a very diverse range of buyers, but you're also, in a way, developing partnerships and building business through the institutions through the schools. So, I mean, from your standpoint, because you're orchestrating all these experiences, you're you're developing campaigns and initiatives, I mean, where are the challenges and opportunities for you? I mean, this could be from a tactical standpoint, but also from a creative standpoint, right? Because we're always exploring new ways to engage with those different audiences. That's a great question. And I would say that it is very much of a B2B to C model for us. And it definitely presents challenges. And also there are a lot of exciting things about that. So when we work with our school partners, you know, one of the things that we like to say at Barnes Noble College is when you've 
when you go to uh, a Barnes and Noble store, you've gone to one Barnes and Noble store. So as in each one is unique and it's really based off of the needs of each community. So, you know, what we do at one school is completely different than what we do at another school. And so one of the core challenges is how do you create that customized experience for that particular community? And yet at the same time, that presents an opportunity. And that's really where we shine, because that's part of our strategy is to really partner closely with the school to make sure that we understand what their objectives are. We know what's going on locally from an events perspective. It could be athletics. It could be beyond that. What's happening, you know, from a news perspective, um, you know, what the students want, what the parents want. So we really rely on that local knowledge to tailor our approach. And when I say that, it's really about three key components. There's the store itself and how we design the store and how we run that store for the school. There is also the merchandising, obviously the merchandising mix, whether that's hard goods, soft goods, push materials, whatever it might be. And then the third part is the marketing piece of it. And so it really requires a tight partnership um, with the school. Um, We hire a lot of local students on each campus, you know, thousands of students every single year, and they are primary conduit for us of having, you know, of really gaining some of those insights on a local level. So I think that's one of the challenges. I think a second challenge is, you know, at the same time, the industry, the higher ed industry is rapidly evolving, as we all know, in terms of how the institutions are serving uh, their communities and the students themselves. So I think, you know, that is a challenge in that for us, there's really two main parts of the business. There's the course material delivery side and how we're helping to provide the academic tools for the faculty members to provide the education and really drive that student's success. And then there's obviously the GM side of the, of the house. So, you know, for us, then when you go to the third piece, I think it's really about obviously this world of e-commerce. And we'll talk about this, I'm sure, in a little while. You know, while Gen Z are digital natives, in-store is very critical for them. And so, you know, when we compete on a retail level, it's against local competitors, but then also national competitors, particularly in e-commerce. And so what makes us stand out? And I think, once again, the opportunity for us is to leverage our capabilities and our approach, which is it's custom and it's local. And I think that really differentiates us in terms of some of those national retailers because we're so deeply intertwined in terms of our relationship with the institution themselves. That's great. A lot to unpack there. So I want to zero in on that localization component, especially because I feel like with Gen Z, we're hearing a lot of research now. I mean, of course, everyone can talk about how (laughs) that demographic is extremely digitally connected, you know, obsessed with their phones and social media like that. That's to be said. But uh, there's also that need for a deeper connection with brands uh, that they understand their local communities. They want to be more involved in their communities and also with social and environmental causes. And I feel like that's a component of the Gen Z persona, so to speak, that a lot of brands are still trying to figure out. I know that, you know, social and environmental responsibility are coming up a lot more. But I mean, in your role specifically, what have you learned 
through your role and your experiences largely catering to this specific community of shopper because at the end of the day they're the ones that need to mainly come to this store whether it's for you know course related materials and and books or or for just their everyday needs and wants yes so gen z is a fascinating generation you know they are kind they're accepting, they're compassionate, empathetic. And we've done quite a bit of research that's really part of our DNA through our insights platform. And we really try to get to know them, not just from a behavioral perspective, but from a psychological perspective. And what's really interesting is when you look at their values, you know, they're very much focused on self-actualization and success for them is, is, you know, really on an individual level. And they really believe in that 88% of them say that they have the ability to do, be, do, and achieve anything. And at the same time, they're very empathetic for the issues and problems faced by others. So over 80% of them say that. Um, and 93% of them believe in standing up for and helping others. So to your point, they are very empathetic and they are focused on environmental issues and other social issues. What's interesting about a retail perspective at the same time from a value perspective is they're really driven by purpose and practicality. And yet they have this fun side, creativity and friendship and adventure. 63% of Gen Z says they select brands that mirror their core values. And I don't think that can be understated. So it is very critical for retailers to be able to align what they stand for with the core values of Gen Z. And, you know, furthermore, when you talked about environmental issues, 70% of Gen Z says that they would be more loyal to a store that helps them contribute to environmental and social issues through purchases. So I think really, once again, standing, you know, making sure that your brand stands for something is very, very critical to them in terms of engaging them and reaching them. You know, as far as in-store and digital, 88% of our students shop in store. And what's interesting about digital, you know, about the digital behavior of Gen Z is yes, I mean, they're digital natives. So they're obviously very well versed in it. At the same time, it doesn't hold the same magic that it does for previous generations because they kind of expect it, right? Yes, they want to leverage it, especially for convenience. Um, and that's really what kind of catches, I think, their eye is when they can do something, you know, there's something that's engaging, that provides more value to them, that connects them to that, you know, the community. And they see social media as tapping into that community and sharing it with others. Ultimately, it's also, too, about that relationship and really sharing those experiences, which really happens in store. And so it's really about it's not two separate channels. I see you know, what we're seeing in terms of the research is, is really infusing the digital into the physical. And how do you marry those together to create exceptional experiences? And that's really what Gen Z is. That's great, Ken. I want to go back to the whole foundation of your response, it seems, which is that insights platform. So all of that data and insight that you're getting around not just the behaviors, but those emotional and psychological elements. I mean, how does that guide or dictate your approach then? So you understand Gen Z at this very robust level. Mm -hmm. So how has Barnes & Noble College applied that? I mean, whether it's through actual experience orchestration, through social media tactics, through the store experience. I mean, I'm sure we can go down the rabbit hole and uncover so many different things, but are there any shining examples of ways that you have applied these insights and turned it into practical change 
for the business? Yes, absolutely. So I think across a number of different levels, and I'll just try to call out two or three just so that we can keep this uh, succinct and move on to other things. But I think that number one is, so we know, for example, that they're very much focused on lifestyle. And so the way that we merchandise is really catered to how they like to shop. So they like things, you know, they're pressed for time. They're stressed out, obviously. And they want to be able to find what they want and be able to find it very, very quickly. So the way that we merchandise is based off of lifestyle. So we have concept shops that we set up basically within our store. So store within a store and they rotate throughout the year. Um, And that's a critical component too, because if you're going to keep the attention of Gen Z, then obviously it can't be static. It's got to be dynamic. And so the way that we merchandise in terms of lifestyle, an example would be, so we create wellness shops and the wellness shops are cross merchandised and it could be drinkware. It could be combined with a yoga mat, combined with some healthy snacks. It could be a book on wellness of some sort. You know, so basically that that's now these concept shops will then rotate throughout the academic year, as I mentioned. So back to school, we call our merchandising strategy, all things college. And so when they go back to school, it's really all things opportunity. So they're going back and it's really tapping into, okay, the energy and the excitement of being back at school. So all things opportunity is a concept shop where we have everything that they could ever need that's quick to find, like supplies, for example, that's cross merchandise with other things. It could be obviously, you know, apparel that's mixed in. So that then gets into, okay, for some of our bigger schools and with strong athletic programs, then we have a spirit shop that then, you know, we have a setup. Um, and then we get into holiday and, you know, we have that concept shop is called All Things Wrapped. And, and so, you know, we, it rotates and it's really to, once again, get them excited and to really, I would say, drive that excitement and really add more value to that college experience. And so, you know, I think that's one way. Another example would be through our digital channel. So you mentioned social media. We really try to, you know, one thing about Gen Z is obviously the importance of peer reviews. And we talked about community. So we really try to reach out to those key influencers on each campus. And let's say there's a female who's really into fashion and a trendsetter, and she buys something from our campus store. And we'll, you know, we know that she has a lot of followers, so we'll engage her. And if that's something that she, you know, is open and willing to do, then she shares that with her friends. So I think those are some of the things, the way that we curate events. So we host over 3,000 events nationally that are each customized based on the community. And those are things like de-stress events. So um, we know that mental health is a big issue for Gen Z. And so we've tailored events um, that really will help them and say, you know what, we know you're stressed out, you're you're getting towards midterms or finals. And so we'll host de-stress events where they can have some fun. They come to the store and uh, they can unwind a little bit. So those are just some examples of how we tap into uh, those student insights that we have to really tailor our in-store strategy, our digital strategy, our merchandising strategy. I love that. Some really great examples there, Ken. Thank you. And I guess my follow-up question there is, I'm sure a very critical part of the business in helping these all things concepts come to life, which I love that that play on making Barnes & Noble College kind of like the go-to source for everything students need. I'm sure a part of this is, you know, how does this dictate the relationships that you build with brands and like you mentioned a few times already, the merchandising strategy. So I wonder if you have any insights around that 
alignment or that partnership with these brands that you plan to feature in these stores? I mean, is there a component of this that includes communicating the story and the goals of the experience? And is this something that a lot of brands are like, oh, yeah, this is this is a great idea. And, you know, we're wise to the need to create experiences. Or is there some education that's required to help people kind of fully understand the mission behind what you guys are doing? Yeah. So first of all, we are very excited about you know, a lot of the brand partnership opportunities that we've recently launched. And we see our role in it is bringing to the students and the campus community the brands that they love. Um, an example of that is Urban Outfitters. So we uh, launched concept shops, Urban Outfitter concept shops in 10 stores this past fall. And they are doing very, very well. And this is a case where it's a great partnership because these are locations where there isn't a local urban outfitters. And so they were excited about that opportunity to be able to be you know, right in the heart of campus. And at the same time, you know, for our student base, it was bringing a brand that they love and bringing it right within the store. So you know, as soon as we did that, Tulane uh, University, for example, you know, the students were like, wow, I can't believe there's an urban outfitters in our campus store. So, you know, and there are other, you know, many other examples. I mean, we work with dozens of brands and, you know, it's once again, I think, you know, really based on what the brand is looking to accomplish. And for us at the same time, we're really trying to meet the needs of the school, you know, in that community and really bring in brands that are really going to drive a lot of excitement and engagement. Yeah, it's clear, Ken, that you guys are really doing some fascinating things, not just in the store, but uh, creating that extension to all of those digital channels that your shoppers use. Some really great tips, I I think, too, for our listeners out there, which leads me to my next question around you're applying these methods of curation, lifestyle-centered experiences. So what do you think this means on a broader scale for retail in general? Because I I feel like a common narrative now is we want brands to be central to how the customer lives. So how do you think this whole trend industry-wide will evolve? You know, if you look at our research, you know, our research shows from a behavioral standpoint, particularly with Gen Z, that they shop in a very structured, organized fashion. And so for broader retail, as Gen Z you know, matures, I mean, you know, we're still, uh, you know, I have a daughter who's 11 years old and she's Gen Z, right? So she's, uh, you know, uh, she was born in 2008, which is part of Gen Z. And so, you know, this group is going to continue to grow in terms of, you know, obviously economic power. And I think it's critical for all retailers to be able to employ this lifestyle merchandising philosophy. So when Gen Z shops, they first, you know, they're looking for, you know, okay, lifestyle, then they look at categories and say, okay, well, you know, am I looking for apparel or am I looking for whatever it might be? Or maybe it's a combination. Of course, if it is apparel, they'll look you know, by gender and then they look by product type and then brand. And so it's really logical in the way that they and purposeful, as we talked about, that's one of their core values in terms of, you know, how they shop. And so I think for retailers, the lifestyle piece, you know, part of it too, beyond just, you know, shopping um, behavior is how, once again, what does the brand mean to each of their demographics? And so, you know, the lifestyle piece is very, very critical to employ, you know, from a merchandising standpoint in our marketing. I love that. I love that path to the decision-making process, so to speak, how it kind of starts broad and then gets more and more narrow. That's fantastic, Ken. So I think to close things up, I mean, as far as 2020 priorities and 
initiatives. Seems like, again, you guys are doing so much great work, but are there any new trends or new channels that are rising to the top for you from a business sense, especially, again, given your Gen Z focus? Are are there any new things that you're looking out for or testing? Yeah, I would say, number one, we're focused on beyond the store itself, which we I think we've covered quite a bit is, and you know, maybe I could just, I'll just briefly explain once again. I, we believe that the store, in terms of enabling this lifestyle, our goal is to create social and academic hubs, which is very different than, than what you would think of a traditional bookstore. And so our stores really incorporate a number of elements that, you know, they didn't, that didn't really exist, you know, five, 10 years ago. So meeting rooms and many of social spaces, places to hold events, as well as, of course, you know, your cafes and things like that. So we really, you know, because we're at the heart of campus, we want to be that place where people not just want to shop, but they want to hang out. So that's the in-store piece. Um, And we're continuing to do that in partnering with our partner institutions. On the digital side, it's really, you know, from an e-commerce perspective, it's really driving that hyper-personalization, leveraging AI, you know, really to not just present something that I think is, you know, okay, well, customized, but really anticipates what their needs are. It's really taking that to the next level. And and certainly, I think Gen Z, that's what they're looking for. So we're continuing to work on that from an e-commerce perspective and saying and building out even more hyper-personalization capabilities that are local and customized. So I think that that's one thing on digital. Another thing that we, you know, that we're really focused on is how do we eliminate friction in, you know, the buying process? And what I mean by that is, you know, if you look at what Target's doing or Walmart and they have to drive up and then pick up. For us, you know, a philosophy could be in certain locations is walk in and pick up. And that's leveraging our mobile app. So we have over a million and a half users of that app um, from a student population perspective. It's grown over 30% a year. And we're continuing to build out new functionality that will enable some of those experiences where, you know, okay, you can have an aisle, you know, or you could scan an aisle and then buy online. You know, certainly we, you know, for us, you know, we buy online, pick up in store, you know, setting up times for pickup, concierge service. Um, there's a whole host of things, you know, mobile wallet, where we can really bring a lot of value um, to the students by really merging that, you know, and utilizing the technology, for example, the mobile app in store. We certainly have geo-targeting capabilities and, you know, we leverage SMS and things like that, you know, really to, once again, to really provide better experiences and service levels um, to the students, uh, you know, the parents and the alumni. But I think for us, it's really continuing to innovate and, and leveraging all of those types of Awesome, Con. Really fantastic insights. Thank you again so much for uh, taking the time out and sharing all of the fascinating areas of your business and especially your work. But um, before we let you go, we thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of a rapid fire round. Okay. Really, the only rule <laughs> is that you do answer as quickly as possible. Sure. Are you game for that? I'm game. Awesome. All right. First question. What device do you prefer to shop on? <laughs> Laptop or smartphone? Smartphone. Or store. I'll yes. say, well, you know what? Okay. If, if you if you said laptop or smartphone, I'd say smartphones, particularly with apps, you know, if they've got a great app. Okay, great. So extreme personalization, cool or creepy? Say cool. Great. What's your social network of choice? Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn? Well, you know, from a business perspective, I'm on LinkedIn, you know, a lot. So I'd, I'd have to go there. Great. And then TikTok. Do you think it's legit? 
I do. In fact, um, I mentioned our 11-year-old daughter. While she's not on it, all of her friends are, um, and it is hot for sure. Great. What brands do you think are really getting experience right, other than Barnes & Noble College, of course? <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, you know, an obvious choice would be Target. And they're doing some of the you know, things that, you know, that we're doing in terms of, if you look at Disney, for example, you know, inside the Target store, that's lifestyle, that's, that's concept shop shop within a shop. You look at what they're doing in terms of delivery, you know, and some of those service capabilities, obviously merchandising too, just, I think, you know, what they're doing in terms of their merchandise mix and bringing in some fashion brands, they keep things moving. So I think they're doing a great job. Great. What tech trend do you think will lead in 2020? I think for, you know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, it's really about AI and, and, you know, that's leading into that personalization. So, you know, I think, Focusing on what people want is even more valuable than what they need, right? So how do you anticipate what they want before they may even know it? And that requires leveraging a lot of data and to be able to provide those products and services um, that are really going to wow. And finally, Ken, what advice do you have for the brands and retailers listening that may want to up their game this year and beyond? Don't underestimate the power of in-store, especially experiences. And, and, you know, as I mentioned, you know, we really believe in combining the events and those kinds of experiences with, you know, that lifestyle merchandising. But I think for the retailers or who are, you know, really doing a great job of rethinking what retail is all about, they're leveraging those in-store capabilities to keep people coming back. Awesome, Ken. Really great answers. That's the end of our rapid fire round, so you can breathe a little (laughs) bit. And again, really great insights and lessons and examples that I think will get our listeners uh, wheels spinning a little bit. Thank you again so much for uh, taking the time out to chat with me today. Thank you very much, Alicia. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.